Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pastalka, and I am very excited for our show today because I've got Dan Aldridge of from Marino Consulting Services, and we're going to be talking about lessons learned to build your second business better. And Dan, welcome. Hello, everybody. Thank you. Well, it is going to be awesome. We got going here before the show started, and man, I tell you what, Dan, we got a lot to talk about, that's for sure, because there's Very some nice. fun stuff. And so the way we like to start out usually is we like to hear how did Dan get going? What's in your background? How you really got into um, being the, what, what does it say? I got it. We got, okay, sorry. We're going to slow down here a minute. I got to go back to this because you are the ERP doctor. I've never, <laughs> never heard that before. I thought that was great. And, uh, and cause oh, let's, let's see what led up to being Dan becoming the ERP doctor forming your company Performa apps to help people want to hear about that. And then eventually you sold your company to help another company come into the United States. And ultimately we'll get to our, our topic about building your second business better because with Marino, you're helping them come into the United States. Yeah. And this is your second time around. So let's get started, Dan. I went, that was long winded, but I had to go, I had to find the ERP doctor cause I saw that that's cool. So, okay. Let's so get going. how I got into ERP software, ERP stands for enterprise resource planning, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know that. Um, and it's a type of software used in manufacturing companies and well, actually lots of different types of companies to run their entire business, but it got its start in, um, in manufacturing companies. So there was originally a, something called material requirements planning, which was production planning Ooh, for yep. software that started in the eighties, essentially. So there was a, a little company called SAP, uh, which started in the eighties building this software um and i actually got into erp software i came out of government contracting thank god uh, i live in the dc area and i interviewed with a dutch company called bon b-a-a-n it was the named for the founder jan bon who was a pioneer in this industry in the erp uh, and at the time they were the second biggest uh erp software company in the world and uh, I interviewed in 96 and got the job and started right out on into manufacturing companies. So I was at Carrier and Grove Cranes and all kinds of different manufacturers, Mercedes-Benz when they were building their M-Class, uh, Siemens, 
lots of different kinds of companies. Um, and uh, I just basically fell in love with manufacturing and ERP, and I've been doing it ever since. So what really hooked you on ERP software, you know, helping people implement it better? What really hooked you? I have so many stories, but I'll tell you one in particular uh, that, that kind of gives you an example of uh, the kind of the um, the hook that that got into me at being in manufacturing companies. I was at a company when I was at Bond uh, called PV Electronics. Uh, PV is <laughs> is a company in the middle of Merid Meridian, Mississippi, and second largest city in Mississippi at about 50,000 people, I think, but it's way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and they make, um, they're famous for amplifiers and speakers. So mm -hmm. if you go to a rock concert, for instance, you'll see PV yep. in that kind of writing, right? PV Electronics. And uh, I got the pleasure of implementing Bond at PV, and I was their finance consultant. So I got to go there and see their operation, which included a shop floor. It's an immense shop floor that that just goes for blocks and blocks. And they make all kinds of things. In, in addition to amplifiers and speakers, they make guitars, for example. I had no idea PV made mm -hmm. guitars. Um, and I went down the shop floor and, and I uh, met up with this guy who was the shop floor supervisor. And he looked like wavy gravy, right? He 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 was he had the long hair and he had like a ponytail and he had a leather vest and he was over there in the in the testing area. And I was like, what are you testing? And he goes, I'm testing guitars. And he was just jamming out on his PB guitar. <laughs> and uh, and you know, I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. And yeah. then well, you do you want to see the uh, do you want to see the studio? And I said, you got a studio? And they, they said, yeah, it's, it's, it's a room over here in one of the other buildings. I went over there and they, they had all these pictures of all the rock stars like Van Halen and all these guys. And they had a full uh, studio where you could record and they had guitars and drums and, and, and you know, had all the amps and everything, all PV equipment. Uh, and you basically that's where the, the guys like Van Halen had been to jam. Wow. <laughs> So yeah. that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, that, that really hooked me. Um, another one that hooked me was, and this was a little bit after, after I founded my consulting firm, but, uh, you know, Bluebird, right? Yeah. School buses. Yep. People yep. know Bluebird. Um, you know, and if you see in movies, if you see a school bus, it's a lot of times it's a Bluebird school bus. Uh, you know, I noticed these things because I put in their software for them. Yeah. So I got to see how they make the buses, you know, and I said, I'm, I'm a finance guy, right? So I, I went up to the ivory tower first, right? When I got there, I went to the ivory tower and they said, that's where all the finance guys are. And I said, you know, I want to go where the, where the action is. I want to go see the shop floor, right? So yeah. I went on the shop floor and they're, they're, uh, have these chassis and the engines, they have a conveyor belt and the engines come and get laid in there. And then they do, they flip the chassis over. And they, put the, they put the cab on from underneath, which oh my goodness! That one of the shop floor guys came up with this idea to flip it over, and then they flip it back and put on the cab. You yeah. know, and I was just like, God, this is fascinating. Uh, 
and they said, you want to see, uh, you want to see our inventory? And I said, yeah, sure. And they said, well, go out the back there by the dock and there's our inventory. So I go out the back and there's like for miles and miles, there's buses as far as you can see. And that's their wow. inventory. <laughs> wow. It was just a, it was just the most fascinating thing. And, and I thought to myself, wow, I've, I've really arrived at exactly what I want to do. And there's so many interesting companies that are that are doing this stuff. Um, and even though it's like not the most fashionable thing right now, mm -hmm. it's kind of the back office kind of uh, people think it's like the grunt stuff and, and all of that. It to me, it's still fascinating. And I see the innovations that they're doing in it and they're adding AI. They're adding all these other things into it now uh, to make it to make it better. And they're they're hooking it up with the machines. And, you know, I saw your big commerce thing. So that's. The yeah. e-commerce, the front end for the ERP. So the ERP is kind of boring and it does the does the work of the production planning and, and things like that. But it's still very important. And obviously it's the core of what a manufacturing mm -hmm. company and, and actually many other country, uh, types of companies, distribution companies and, and all. They, yeah. they run on ERP as well. Yeah. Well, it really, I mean, in, in a lot of companies, it's without it, you just don't have a financial gauge of anything. Because yep. it ties the 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 real world to the to the numbers, and that's that's a critical step that was missing when you talked about MRP or, or any of the predecessors to the ERPs, right? It just didn't have the connection to the to the dollars, and and you're pretty uh, and up on this stuff. And it was hard. Well, I, I lived it, dude. I lived it, dude. I I, <laughs> I, I your manufacturing. In, in, yeah, in my, in my lifetime, and uh, at smaller systems, obviously. I mean, we the we did do like an Epicor system at the end, but it, but it's still, that was in a smaller manufacturing. But before that you had just separate systems, right? You have your, your system that you keep your inventory on, yep. which isn't connected to your finance system. And at the end of the month, they'd have to put the numbers in the others and all the other crazy stuff that they had to do. And, and that was quite a process. It was quite a process. It was quite a process when I can remember when the first systems came out. Cause I was still, when I was in college, I was working at a company. It was lucky they were growing and they're like, Hey, you put this software in, we don't know how to do it. You put it in. And then it was actually the first stab at keeping inventory in an accounting package that they had bought. So I don't even remember what it was, but, um, you know, but that was a big deal in those days. And, and now you look at what these, these ERP systems have evolved to and how they're still that core, core center of these businesses to allow them to operate. Like, you know, just from ordering things to letting their customers order things to cracking the books out at the end of the month or yep. whenever they need them and, uh, and all the other information needs. So, um, it's been a, a heck of a change for you, I'm sure, as you've seen these systems go from, you know, the old legacy things that were running on some specialized computer in the back to now, I'm sure a, a lot of these people are using cloud resources to run their systems. Yeah, yeah. So a good example is, well, actually all of them, S4 HANA, ERP, uh, like, Oracle Fusion Cloud, Dynamics, Microsoft Dynamics, Finance and Operations, uh, they're all running on the cloud now. 
Infor has one called the Cloud Suites, which runs mm -hmm. on the cloud, of course. I've done some writing about that. Um, and uh, it's it's great. I mean, you know, it's, you log in with the browser. Everything in the in the Enforce case is is on AWS, so it's all housed there. All the integrations with things like e-commerce and everything would be also on the cloud. Um, and it's it's got automation built in now. Business process flows and things like that. Um, and the uh, and the connections, the APIs and things like that or connections um, is all is all built in and it's it's all on the cloud. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, if you have an on premise system, you're missing out on on the newest things. Right. And the newest functionality and the newest capabilities. Right. Because they're yeah. not going to continue to develop so much the on premise. I mean, they, they'll, they'll keep it around and they'll sunset it gradually, right? Because there's so many people on it. It's like SAP yeah. is on ECC. Almost everybody is on ECC or R3, maybe even there's some R3 still around, I think. Um, but uh, they want you to go to SAP S4 HANA cloud, right? Which which is a is quite a process. I mean, it's not a it's not a straightforward migration path for that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it all sounds ugly. It all sounds ugly because, you know, it, the, the simplicity of having it browser based is is yeah. undeniable. Um, and if you can get the get the features out of it, that's because that used to be the holdup. Right. You couldn't get the features from a browser based system like you could from a on premise kind of thing. Right. And and uh, so that's that's cool that that's happening. So let's. Let's go back just a little bit because you you touched on this. You said you're at PV, thought that was cool. You mentioned some other places though that are very interesting. So you were at the the Mercedes Benz or Carrier. What out of these places? What's the most interesting manufacturer when you walked in and went, "Wow, I had no idea that was made that way," or that's the coolest thing I've ever seen made? Actually, it isn't any of those I mentioned. Very cool. It's another company called Progress Rail. Okay. Progress Rail. So Progress Rail is is was one of my uh, one of my customers when I so I built my just to fill in a little bit I built Performa Apps which was an Infor LN which what which is what Bond came to be called when Infor took it over. Actually, they bought SSA who had bought Bond, but mm -hmm. uh, it became Infor LN. Now it's the Infor LN based. Cloud Suites, okay. Um, but along that way, when I was building Performa Apps, um, I went to a one of their in forums. So I was looking for uh, a good size client, and actually, I had another little side story. Um, I hired the project manager from PV <laughs> to be yeah. my to be my program manager over all my projects because she was so incredible. And I remembered uh -huh. her and years later, I hired her onto a project. So Very I nice. was with her uh, meeting with uh, the guys from Progress Rail. Now, Progress Rail is, I believe they're over 20 billion. This is a massive wow. company and it's not even the, the high, it's, it's, it's part of, it's a division of Caterpillar. <laughs> so Caterpillar is of course over a yeah. hundred billion. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple um, divisions that were running um, in 4LN. 
Uh, but they're also running SAP. They run, you know, all of these huge companies run multiple ERPs. You can't mm-hmm. get away from that. But anyway, Progress Rail is the biggest company in the rail railway business. So they build railway cars. They build all kinds of crazy stuff like machines, these huge machines that go along tracks. They lift up the tracks. They repair the ties. They put down ballast. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Though Progress Rail makes those things. How oh, cool wow. is that? They make yeah. these things that are like uh, big cranes, and they have a circular saw at the top of the crane. And what it does is, uh, as it goes down, as you can imagine, all the trees overhang the tracks. Oh yeah. So it cuts the tree limbs, and then it mulches the tree limbs. Or, or maybe a separate machine that does that. Yeah. But how cool is that? Like something you never think of. You're like, yes. well, how how do the how do the limbs of the trees get get trimmed? Well, it's this thing going along the track and cutting cutting it off with a circular saw. Wow. It's, it's just cool as hell. And they do yeah. everything related to. They do service too. They have a massive service organization. They're putting in the soft ERP in about 157 plants. Holy so you yeah. can imagine the scale of something yeah. like this. This is a multi, multi-year project. And, um, you know, Caterpillar is running, I believe, running SAP at corporate. So you have, there's integrations and replacements and, you know, this and that. And uh, MES systems that they have to hook it up to the machines. Mm-hmm. And you could just imagine the scale of something like that. But. In terms of a, a product, and and this is just a massive project. Of course, it was multiple millions for us. It was a it was a huge project for us. It kind of made us in a way, mm-hmm. right? Being a small consulting firm to yeah. win that project was 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 massive yeah. for us. Uh, but anyway, uh, the product that they make is just so cool. And they would always have me down for they have a a, a golf tournament, Christmas for kids. Yeah. And it's down at the um, they their headquarters is in Albertville, Alabama. So another place way out in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, you familiar with the Robert Trent Jones uh, oh. golf golf trail. It's called the golf trail. Robert Trent oh. Jones. It goes through Alabama and, you know, various other southern states. But Very it's just cool. absolutely gorgeous. Thing. And we all go off at once and, you know, have our T-shirts and they get, you know, or, or golf shirts and everything. It's, it's mm-hmm. just a really nice event. Go out and drink beers, hang out with the bikers. Yeah. Uh, just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So that I, you know, we, the, the BNSF runs, one of the main rails runs very close to my house and I'm, I see that kind of equipment. That's amazing. Some of the track laying equipment or even here because it is a main line. I mean, the amount of work that it takes just lifting the track up yeah. and re-pushing the ballast under it and then re- Put the ties. They replace yeah. the ties, slide the them ties out and under slide them in. Slide them out and slide them in. Amazing. And, you know, most of it's concrete now on the ties, at least where we're at here. But then the, the amount of just the keeping the rock that's supporting the, the rails firm and re-rate, you know, making sure the, the track is level like it's supposed to be. And it just sits there yep. and does that, just keeps chunking. And you hear, it's amazing, though, that equipment. And uh, yeah, 
yeah, you see it, you see it running all the time. And I didn't had no idea whether it's made because it's, there is so much specialty stuff around real. Like you said, they, yeah. I can, I can remember seeing some of the big snow blowers that they have to make for the specialty snow blowers for when you get up in the Northern routes. And that's amazing. It's amazing junk, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. So cool. So cool. So a hundred, that's a massive project. How many, I mean, how many fingers are touching something like that? Oh God. So oh, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So as you're, as you're looking at that, um, what are some of the stories that really stuck with you about these systems and how the ERP really changed the way that the companies operated, made them operate better, you know, things like that. Uh, just, just something about how they, uh, got better or so they, yeah, just what of, are some of the things like someone, things. someone stopped you and just said, listen, this thing has changed the way that we've been able to do business or we yeah. were never able to do this before and now it works or, you know, some of those things like, yeah, I think it, I think it was a lot, the, um, the production process and the planning process and the lead times being able to really cut the lead times and, uh, you know, increase the quality um, and and get some feedback from the machines and things like that when they integrated wow. with the MES yeah. uh, system. So that's that's been the uptime of the of the equipment and everything like that. Um, just just more efficiency um, and just improving the process and the quality. A lot of a yeah. lot of anecdotal things like that. But there's also metrics, you know, that they had KPIs, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And KPIs were a lot of more financial in nature, mm -hmm. but, you know, improve, improve profitability and, and things like that. But there's, so yeah. there's a lot of metrics like that on time delivery, things like that supplier lead time, you know, help that, the, help and, to and their ability to, yeah, that, I mean, there's ability to, um, to um, improve the vendor ratings and things like that. There's a lot of that sort of stuff that you don't mm -hmm. think about that's yeah. inside the software. But okay. I think the major parts are the uh, multi. So they have multi-site planning also, which okay. is a huge thing, right? Because you yeah. can coordinate between these sites. You have to get them all up on the system, running mm -hmm. on the system before that works, right? But you can coordinate between them. Um, yeah. And they uh, they set up some EDI and, and some communications stuff like that with their suppliers as well. And and with Ooh. CAT, <laughs> they had to coordinate with CAT too. Yeah. For the parts and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was some coordination between the different divisions and with the with the headquarters, which which yeah. all um, can improve or did did improve with the um, with the systems being put yeah. in. Yeah. Very cool. So you've been working with a well, being the ERP doctor, you've been working with ERP for a while. <laughs> That's my little hook. What I love think? it. I love it. I'm going to say even it have a lot. hashtag. I have a hashtag, the ERP doctor. You can follow it, and it's got all, all my right. posts on it. Okay, the hashtag the ERP doctor. All right, yes. good stuff. <laughs> well, the the um. So let's talk. Uh, we're we're going to get into. Uh, priority software merino uh in just a moment but let's talk a little more about erp you know because we're at we're at kind of a interesting time here yeah because we have erp systems 
uh, in specific, and we have this massive groundswell, whatever you want to call it, of AI that these yeah. large language models have come out and, you know, everybody thinks they're going to change the world, which I'm sure they're going to do a lot. They already have. But how do you see AI really coming into play in ERP? So I wrote a post about this, Damon, <laughs> how AI is transforming ERP. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of it is going to be in terms of automation of processes. Okay. So you have, I'll, I'll give an example. And, you, you know, you might say this is machine learning versus AI. There's a thin line distinction between yeah. the two. But but example would be, so you have these optical character resolution um, uh, recognition software that when you, when you bring in an invoice, so they send you an invoice, you mm-hmm. scan it with this software, and it picks out all the information like the invoice number or the PO number and everything, and it reads it into the ERP. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an automated way of reading the information in. Okay. Some of that information is by definition dirty. And there's a couple other processes that humans normally do, like matching to the receipt, like matching to the PO. AI can automate that process entirely. Mm-hmm. So it can perform what's called the three way match. You might have heard of the three way match, right? That's an accounts payable match to receipt, number two, match to PO, number three. Okay, mm-hmm. there's the three way match. So AI can automate that and it can also figure out ways to clean up the data. Oh, two. So it can then identify patterns from suppliers, different suppliers, you know, what they're doing differently, uh, things like mm-hmm. that. So it can sort of automate that whole process and start to learn about a supplier. Okay. Another example would be, and this is this is what I put in my article, uh, which is a Terminator themed article, by the way. Um, uh, I put in another example of credit and collections, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a, a credit, a credit limit, a credit balance invoices past due 30 60 90 whatever Mm -hmm. the patterns may be ai can interpret the patterns of a particular customer they can say well they're constantly overdue by and they have this huge balance over 90 this is not a good customer Mm -hmm. this is a bad customer this is a customer we should put on credit hold this is a customer we should reevaluate with dun and bradstreet you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, yeah. And basically tell the, the accounts receivable manager or clerk, this is a good customer. This is a bad customer. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. That's another example. Um, of course, you've got Copilot, like Microsoft's version is called Copilot. Infor's version is called Coleman. And I'm just getting into it. It's, it seems to be very interesting. So I'm digging into those different Yeah. Uh, you know, different ERP vendors, AI capability. But the one that's most well-known is Microsoft with Copilot. Yeah. Okay, so Copilot is large language or generative AI, you know, that's that's sitting right beside you and you ask mm-hmm. it questions and it generates content for you or it generates answers to your questions that you're having right here. So yeah. theoretically, uh, it can be hooked up to Dynamics 365, which is their ERP 
They have a mm-hmm. couple different flavors of ERP and you have Copilot there that's that's kind of alongside you okay. with the Gen AI capability helping you make decisions. Huh. So it's already here. That's already here. It's getting it's getting into more processes. They're they're rapidly working it into more processes. And all the ERP vendors are doing this. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's going to, like a lot of automation does, help the people doing the processes be more effective. Yes. At this point. Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. And not take their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, if you look at manufacturers, they can't hire enough people to do what they want. I mean, you talk about physical automation with robotics and other things. And we we talked for well over a decade, not 20 years, about how robotics were going to displace all these people. And honestly, we have so many people retiring out of the workforce and we can't attract people into manufacturing fast enough. We the robotics just saved (laughs) saved the industry, if anything, because we don't have the, the numbers of people that we we really would. I forget someone said there was like four four million or I, I forget millions of jobs that are open in manufacturing that they can't fill right now. Yeah, you I mean, know? and so old guys like me are retiring. Frank. Yeah, yeah, we're walking out the door. I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> and it's like, uh, but it's uh, the the interesting thing I think is that when you look at ERP, you look at some of the customer facing stuff and what AI can really do in conjunction with other systems. Um, is really allow our people that are interfacing with customers be smarter. And, yes. and because if you think the way that if your ERP system is holding, you know, product data about what Damon's company ordered from you and, and I'm someone that's calling about customer service, right? We've got a problem. We need to order some parts, maybe aftermarket kind of stuff, not aftermarket, but some OEM replacement parts and, I, so I'm I'm on the line trying to help get those parts ordered for them. It's my third day, or I'm even there. Right. I've been there a year, right? And this is this is an older piece of equipment, or it's a piece of equipment that I'm not familiar with for some sort. That AI or that that working together with the right system, like an ERP system, and the the data and how it can go, it can help them out a lot to show them what did we order, and get them to the right information to help them. Uh, get what they yeah, and, and and that's but I, I talk about this a little bit in my article as well. There's some dangers in that. So if you if you keep a firewall around internal data that an ERP system stores, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of it. Oh yeah, competitive information, yep. financial information, things like that. If you if you if you're not careful or you don't put guardrails around the dark side, so to speak, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there can be competitive information that, that a chat GPT can get a hold of, yeah. or even something that's internal to an ERP system, because it's looking outside and it's looking inside. Yeah. And and improperly used or, or uh, turned on, in essence, <laughs> It could, it could, you know, in all seriousness, you know, and I, and I have a Terminator theme to it, partly because it's fun, but partly because it's scary. Yeah, it you is. know, it is scary. Um, and, and competitive information and things like another example is writing code, right? Mm-hmm. 
the coders are probably the smartest guys in the room and the guys that created this thing. Uh, I, I hesitate to call it a monster. It's not a monster. It's, it's a tool. They created this tool. Now they're busy watching as this tool learns how to program better than they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which must be really frightening for people. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, and you brought up robotics and things, that's a blue collar thing. This is a white collar thing. Yeah, that's right? true. It's different. The, the people different. being that could potentially be displaced by this kind of technology are white collar people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like take uh, I'm just postulating here. I'm not not manufacturing. Let's take a researcher in a law firm or a paralegal. What does a paralegal do that AI can't do? Much faster. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's not a creative thing. I, I feel as though, you know, since I'm writing, I, I like to think I'm a creative person and I can make something that AI can't yet beat. Right? Yeah. It's something yeah. that comes from me, like my writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but AI is going to get there. It probably can get there. I mean, it, it already can do images. It can do video. It can do all that stuff. And it's pretty darn creative if you yeah. look at it. Right. Yeah. So, so for me, and that, that's why, you know, like in Hollywood, they're all up at arms and anybody who's in a creative type position should be, uh, that this thing is what they, they fear for their jobs. Yeah. You know, and there was a quote that I, I have in my thing. It's it's, it's about uh, James, it's James Cameron, who was the, the director. Yeah. He said, call me when you call me and tell me that chat GBT won an Oscar, then I'll believe it's arrived. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, that's a little bit pompous in a way. Right. Because chat GPT is it could probably who knows what it'll be. In two yes. months, we don't know what it'll be. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I still think it's way behind in terms of creative writing oh, because yeah. I tried to use Gen AI and I tried to make a new blog for myself and it was pretty bad. I have to say it was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just biased because I like my own writing, but you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's not quite there yet. Um, but, um, but it's, you know, and that brings me to something that I wanted to throw in here real quick. I have, I'm part of this, uh, uh, there's a website called Solutions Review, solutionsreview.com. Mm -hmm. And they have a, an expert portal, what they call an expert portal. And I'm part of it. So I, I've been seeing, they just put up and they're going to fully launch it in September. So it's not fully launched, but I've, I've seen my little avatar and I've seen some of my content there already. And it's going to be a, a members only Thing. Mm -hmm. You pay $500 a year to have access to us experts. I, I still think that's funny that I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> but uh, you'll have access to our content. Also, um, some webinars, podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, and messaging and be able to book some time with us. So I think yeah. it's a great, I think it's a great thing. And when I met with the guys, they said, we saw your they said, we've looked at some of your articles before, but we think this one, the AI and ERP one was, was kind of special. And we thought we'd give you a call and invite you into the experts. Very group. cool. 
because it's a yeah thank you it's it's a because it's a great topic first of all and it's yeah. it's a great add-on to my erp that i already love you know uh, but what they said to me which was really interesting was they said we want to create a safe haven for you as a creator safe from what safe from chat gpt mm-hmm. you know yeah and I, I think that 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 general thing is something that we need to be aware of i mean any business take any business you know my business your business any business Anyone. is that's on the internet that has information that's out there right could be uh you know they could be affected by chat gpt or any other gen ai or they're calling yeah. them golems now they're calling them i forget what that stands for but that's large language model yeah. golem yeah. Uh, i just saw a, a thing about that but but anyway it's, it's going to be a really interesting for any company and also it's going to affect marketing and things like that right so content generation oh it's, with ai i mean it already is i mean you make it's a video already, the guy yeah. showed me a thing where you can make a video and it it writes a blog post it writes a linkedin post to announce the blog post mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you have the video as an asset mm -hmm. but chat gpt or whatever engine that they have gen ai engine is making content and you know a, a creator like me can't keep up with that yeah it's just way too fast yeah you yeah know? it's going to be interesting how some of that goes and and uh as we you know it's like anything i think we're going to have some big stumbles and we're going to have some big big uh, jumps forward so yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about you know so you started performa apps man it was it was a little while ago yeah, it was and, a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, and then Priority Software approached you and they said, listen, we want to come to the United States. And you can can, can you just generally explain why why you were a strategic strategic acquisition for them? And then a yeah. uh, couple of things that you can learn. And then we'll, let's talk about getting into you know, your second go around this with Merino and how it differs, some of the things that yeah. you're doing now that you weren't doing before. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. So um, the first thing is that it was strategic for them to acquire my company because we had a really good reputation in the market. We were already a sophomore, a software partner of Infor. So we already had that experience. We had a consulting practice that um, frankly had some really good cash flow on it. So they wanted to get that revenue stream. They wanted to get somebody who had a, I had a relatively good name in the ERP software market in general, right? As known, known as somebody who knows something about mm -hmm. ERP software. Um, and then I had already built that business and won big contracts. So they looked at that too. They said, he's yeah. built that business, won big contracts, has a consulting cash flow, and um, knows the market. Yeah. Most, most importantly, probably knows the U.S. market versus yeah. SAP or or anybody else who is in the market. Um, so how to sell versus yeah. them. So yeah. that's how they came to be acquiring me. 
acquiring my company. And I was I was ready. I was tired of being an entrepreneur. You know, you get mm -hmm. you get your ups and your downs. And you know, we were doing quite well when I when I sold. But I had um, I had some other investors and I, I told them I wanted to develop a Microsoft Dynamics 365 practice in addition to the, the other one. And they said, no, we'll just kind of sit back and take your cash flow. We were pretty pleased with that. So uh, so I said, no, I, I, I want to be shopped now. I want to I want to be acquired by another company because that's not the direction that I want to go in. So yeah. um, anyway, so that's that's how it came to be. So, um, so what happened, right? You yeah, know so what priority happened. priority wanted to come to the U.S. Yes, and and you already had the presence in the U.S. and ex explain you know their strategic reason for buying you guys, if you can. Well, yeah, that's basically just what I said. I mean, mm -hmm. knowing the market, okay. hoping you know that that I could sell against other ERP vendors here. Okay, um, had developed a company, had built a company before yeah. that was quite successful, although small. Um, yeah. So those those were really the main reasons. And I knew the market and I had a good reputation on, on say, yeah. LinkedIn and, and some other yeah. places. I was I was known in the market. Yeah. Relatively. Let's let's fast forward now. So okay. so you had built Performa. You got bought out with a strategic acquisition for them to come. They wanted to come to the U.S. So you're done with that. And your your past uh, priority, yeah, priority because performance company that you sold the priority. Marino comes to you. They say, "Hey, we want to come to the U.S. And Dan, we want you to lead our North American operations or U.S. operations." I'm not yep. exactly for sure, but um, what was the first thought that came to, went through your head? Oh shit! Can I say shit on the air? <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it, it is because it's like, it, to me, looking at it from the outside, you're like, I just got out of this. Yeah. Now I'm going to come back again because you had been in Performa. You know, you started that 20 years ago almost. Yeah. And, and, well, and I'll you tell know. you, there's a number of differences and a number of things that I learned. Yeah. Okay. So. Number one, Priority Software is an Israeli-based company. Mm -hmm. Number two, the ERP software market is very crowded. Yeah. Probably any one of a number of 150 different ERP software packages can do virtually the same job. Yeah. Number three, zero name recognition in this market. Zero. Number four, a, 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 an impression, I guess they had an impression of themselves that because they're the number one in the Israeli market, that they that things were going to be easy for them here, that they were going to do what they did in Israel. And that includes uh, acquisitions of companies in Israel to fill holes that were in the product uh, like HCM. They didn't have a payroll. They didn't have, you know, this and that. Mm -hmm. Things that sometimes are in ERPs, sometimes not. But yeah. in Israel, they could kind of fill it with, as you know, Israel is different than the U.S. in every way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, you know, different payroll, different yeah. ACM, different, you know, 
different marketing, different, you know, market situation. You know, I mean, they're only real. Well, their biggest competitor was SAP Business One, and they're over half of the market. So they they figured things would be easy. So they they go, well, let's just go and tell everybody that's running in for LN to use priority. (laughs) You mean the uh, 20 billion dollar company that is going to run priority, which is like uh, kind of uh, QuickBooks on steroids. I mean, no, (laughs) it's not going to happen. Um, And that, that, so, so I, I did the only thing that I know how to do, right. To, to, to generate leads. I searched on Google, right. I came up with, you know, ERP software selection, whatever. So I found top 10 ERP. I found software yeah. advice, which is a Gartner company. I said, we got to buy leads, guys. We got to buy leads. That's, you know, we have no brand recognition. We have no yeah. nothing. So if we're going to yeah. go after this. Uh, so, you know, that's, that is a really tough slog. So not only are you fighting against 150 other yeah. vendors who are well, you know, many of whom are more well-known than you and are American. Yeah, you're, you're also having to go against five. Well, they say five software advice says they qualify the leads and then they give five names to the company. Right. Including priority. OK, you have to pay for that lead. And the bigger the company in terms of revenue, the more competition you're going to have because it brings yeah. in SAP and Oracle comes in yeah. and NetSuite and, you know, and so on. And you have to, I'm probably running long. Uh, I'm just, I'm just stoked to talk. Um, it's, it's, uh, so you call, you're the sales guy, right? You call, nobody answers the phone anyway, right? So you get the answer machine. Then you send them an email, which is supposedly their email. Uh, they don't send anything back. They go priority who, um, they're probably not calling back the other four either. Yeah, but it, it's it's supposedly qualified. It's not qualified at all. It's just somebody who visited their website and said, "Hey, I want to. I want the names of a couple of people." Um, so, so you know what I'm saying. So this it, is a hard lesson. This is a hard <laughs> lesson that you had to go through, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to hear you talk about that a little bit because we we were yeah. hitting it because really we're we're talking about lessons learned to build your second one better. So yeah. as Marino now. You know, yeah. you said you had to you had to go out, you were paying the leads, you're doing this kind of things. How has your strategy changed now that you know what you learned from that? Right. So so first of all, the, the biggest difference is that Marino is a partner of Infor Global Solutions. Okay. Which is rather well known. Yeah. So they're okay. probably considered name already. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, it's a name already. It's an American name. So that's okay. another advantage. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would argue that they don't have as good brand recognition as the the, the big three or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so so my my uh, so I've got that going for me. Right. And yeah. we're not actually trying to sell the software. We're 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 actually alliance partners, which means we sell with info on these net new deals. OK, so that's a big change. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the upgrades which is we, we put ourselves in position as, as a really reputable consulting firm in Europe, and we're building our 
practice I'm hiring people. We're going to do a big boot camp. So we're thinking really big in the US, right? But we can do also the upgrade projects. Yeah. Right. So we have that. that. We have that as an option as well, which we didn't have anything because priority was Greenfield and it was yeah. a foreign country mm-hmm. software. Yeah. Unknown. They didn't pay any attention to the analysts. So this this time around, I'm paying attention to the analysts. I'm courting the analysts. I'm writing thought leadership uh, material on mm-hmm. LinkedIn as part of the it's it's a multi tier yep. strategy, but the marketing yeah. is video, heavy video, because there's a guy named Eric Kimberling, who if you search ERP software, there's there's a few of them. There's Sam Gupta of uh, Elevate IQ, which I really like. Mm-hmm. There's John Prose from Pemico, which I really like. But Eric Kim- Kimberling is the one that kind of dominates the airwaves, if you will, right? Yeah. On YouTube, because he comes out with another YouTube. I think he comes out with like four a day or something. Yeah. Right. So he's very prolific on YouTube. Uh, and his company is doing very well with digital transformations. And so we're we're cozy with them. We're cozy yeah. with Infor. Uh, we're a very good alliance partner. We do good projects. We have our own methodology. Yeah. Um, we have uh, on the order of 130 consultants um, spanning Europe and North America. We, we do global projects really, really well. Yeah. Right. So ones that have plants, which many, many companies these days do, right? Plants in Europe and in the US and maybe a headquarters in the US. We handle those projects extremely well. Yeah. We're very um one of the highest, if not the highest, in doing our particular brand uh at Infor. The reputation is extremely good. And like I said, the there amongst the management, there's there's guys that are old bond guys too. Yeah. Right. So from where you started with, with from where I started. And so that's all great. And I love the people I work with. I absolutely nah, love the people I work with. So cool. I had some issues with the Israelis. They just yeah. didn't listen. Well, <laughs> I think, I, I think it's really cool though, that you're able to go through the experience with priority because it gave you so much foundational experience to be able to do it differently with, with Marino now. And it's also very interesting how your approach has changed with, you know, writing the content, doing the videos and the other things that, that you're doing and being active on, on LinkedIn, just because the, the buyers have changed how they buy. Yes. This is a huge point. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference even between now and five years ago. I yeah. mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn was not near what it is now in terms of mm-hmm. it, it's almost like um, the engine for relationship building. You can't you can't like say I reach out to you and this is how we met. Right. Yes. We met on LinkedIn yes. and I reached out to you with a, a LinkedIn email message. Yeah. Right. It's it's I don't know your email address. I don't know yeah. your email address. You're probably going to ignore an email address from me anyway. Right. <laughs> but yeah. you look at my profile on a LinkedIn in mail and you go, ah, this guy maybe knows something. He, he, he seems to have a relatively interesting profile. I'm going to engage with him. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we have a relationship yeah. and, and you know, it's, it's, that's the way you get business done these days. Yeah. LinkedIn is a huge, huge thing. Um, and I even think that 
with these these old sources of paid leads that have email addresses are almost getting to be useless yeah. right and you're competing with four or five other vendors when you go into a situation like that i think yeah. you're just spending a lot of money it's just going down the tubes yeah you, you really need to you need to become you need to become you almost have to at some some level in a, in a company especially a consulting company especially a consulting company at some level you almost have to be a thought leader yeah right because it's coming to you 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 know uh eric kimberling he doesn't have to go doing outbound marketing that guy just sits there yeah and leads pour in yeah <laughs> he's hiring like crazy that guy right now is hiring like crazy yeah he, he's He's, and, and and I think John Gross is doing it too. I don't know. People are seeking about. information. People are seeking information to solve their problems. And when you are doing the videos like like you're doing and, and these other people are doing, you're writing the, the content, the articles to explain, talk about these problems, talk about solution to these problems. I mean, this is this is old school. This is they ask you answer what I forget the the name the author that wrote yeah. the book right now Marcus Sheridan I think it is, uh, you know it's it's what people how people are buying and it's so uh, interesting to hear you talk about your different approach because the buyers the way people buy has changed so much like like you said in yep. the last five years even yeah so, and you and you want you want demonstration videos. That's what people want to see. They want to see a demo of the product. Remember I was asking, I was like, show yeah. me a demo. Show me how it works. Yeah. Show me the customer, how they use it. Show yeah. me the website. You know, remember I was even asking. Oh yeah. Like, you were asking that when we were live with it. We were doing that with big commerce the other day and, yeah. and it was good stuff. So That's what we're going to do, we're going to put that on the, we're going to put that on the website. I, I love it. I love it because videos. you bet. Let people yeah. see how the heck it works. Let them feel comfortable. Come into my house and figure out how it works with me, you know, and, and understand right. because then you you take all the apprehension out of buying and you get somebody that's going to call up Dan and the people at Marino and say, hey, we're ready to do this. You know, yeah, you, I mean, they're going to be 80% done by the time yeah. they come to you. Yeah. And they already checked your profile out. In fact, they're yeah. checking your profile as you're talking to them. Yeah, because they see the ERP doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a joke i stole that from jeff winter by the way i love jeff it winter i has, love it <laughs> i love it is that jeff winter insights yeah he has a hashtag called jeff winter insights and i was like i'm gonna be the erp doctor i get it i gotta think of that that's funny as heck dan well i tell you dan we're we're gonna we're already over time man but we're gonna have to have you come back again i do want to say hello sam stop by sam hey sam great great hey. stop by today man uh, and he mentioned him. If you didn't hear that, Sam, he mentioned you as someone's building, uh, building that Elevate IQ, uh, dropping those videos. And then we had Hamza was here today and Dennis stopped by and said hello. So, Dan, thanks for being here today. I I just love that the 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 differences, you know, when you were building for Forma, you know, is out there pounding the ground, doing the things that you're doing. And now you're you're you know, with the different, the different approach that's needed now, you're, like you said, you're trying to do the thought leadership, doing the thought leadership, generating content, getting on these, these places to share your thoughts and creating video. So, so people can learn more about 
the products and, and demos. It's so cool. So cool. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity, Damon. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yo, yeah, man. I'm glad glad to have you and and we're gonna have to have you back. We're gonna we got so much good stuff that we didn't even touch, man. Just we gotta have you come surface. Back. Just scratch, scratch it a little surface. bit. Scratch it a little bit. Well, thanks everyone for being here. Thanks for <laughs> Sam, the ERP Dr. Rocks. <laughs> I love Sam. He's awesome. Yeah, good dude. Good dude. Well, thanks everyone for being here. Dan, just hold out for a second and we'll talk and finish things up. But thanks everyone for being here once again. Hey, we'll be back again on Thursday with another awesome guest and talking about business and life. And hopefully it's interesting to everyone. Have a great evening. Thanks, guys. Bye.